0: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Pro Football Ireland. Happy weekend. Um, The weekend after Paddy's day. We're getting closer. Uh, Just about a month out from the NFL draft. Pro Football Ireland, Michael McQuinn. uh, Delighted to be joined by Michaela Fagan. Michaela Kajay. How's it form? Do you have a good Paddy's day? You're on mute. It was that good that you've been silenced by. Oh my God. I
1: just, I yeah, haven't just, <laughs> we haven't been putting out that many with me. So I'm just not used to the microphones anymore, but um, no, I just stayed at home for Paddy's Day. I, it's funny. Cause like you live in Dublin, I live in Dublin and you think like she lives in like the capital of Paddy's day and she didn't go out for Paddy's day. No, I don't drink or anything. So I just stayed in and got a take away.
0: The one thing that, um, look, there's loads of places in the North that do parades and stuff. Um, but it definitely seems more like cracking, like like my sister and all lives in Belfast and seen the crack was in Dublin. I was down in Dublin during the week and you could just see everyone getting ready for it. So I'm glad you had a nice relaxing weekend at least. That, that's one thing. Um, That's the one thing now, because I was chatting to, just to, just on the other podcast like about how this is like, do you think this is the best time of the year when, when there's no football or do you, would you prefer having football back? Because it's nice to actually get a bit of a break now, isn't it?
1: um it is nice to get a break and you kind of it's i'm glad it's not like the premier league where it's kind of on and it gets like a three-month break in the summer i like that it does get a good significant break because it kind of makes you appreciate the game a bit more um but i think the good thing about the nfl is that even if there's no games there's a lot of stuff to keep you going so obviously there was a lot of big free agency signings you know and then the draft is kicking off uh, at the end of april so that'll keep us going and then you know it'll be kind of quiet then, but then the season kicks off in September. So you only really have to from April to September, really, if you think about it.
0: My apologies for not meeting you last week, but I was down in the docks on the Wednesday. And I was telling Jeff Reinbold, this in the podcast on Monday, folks that you can listen to was in Starbucks on, I don't even know, somewhere around the Docklands and watched the whole Pat McAfee thing. And then obviously Aaron Rogers announcing what he, what, what he plans to do. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday evening and we, we still don't know what's going to happen. I guess, you know, out of that and out of anything that you've seen over the last couple of weeks, because we, we've pre-recorded a lot of stuff, Michaela, that we've done together. Is there anything that that has sort of, uh, I guess, scratched your mind from, from free agency? Like, I mean, it looks now, and obviously this will be the commentator's curse, but it looks as if the Jets and the Packers have no rush to get this sorted because it's like whoever jumps first. We've got the owners meetings next Monday in Phoenix. Um and then you're looking at, at like a at a month to the draft. Um, but it was a really crazy free agency for a couple of days. Was there anybody still alive for you in terms of what happened?
1: There's literally so many that like I'm I'm literally on the NFL Instagram page now because like they're the best for putting it up I actually I was really like I obviously know and stuff who's gotten picked up in free agency but there's actually so many and I feel like every time I've looked at my phone I've been like oh my god and I've been sending it to you so like obviously Jimmy G getting picked up by the Raiders I think you said obviously before he retired Tom Brady would be a Raider but it's obviously they've gone with Jimmy G and then I was really I was actually really sad that the Eagles were going to release Darius Slay but then like two days later they extended
0: them. um do you think the Eagles have a lot of, have a lot of people go because like I know I know they was a Bradbury and Slay's stead but like they have lost a lot of players all all being like they need to get in like see these linebackers but they, they have lost a lot and that's something that we actually haven't talked about in this podcast network these, there has been a bit of a reduction there I think and, the- yeah
1: I think the biggest player they've lost was uh CJ Gardner Johnson because wasn't he the interception leader? And I really liked him and he's gone to Detroit now. Um so they they have lost him, but they they brought back Bradbury and they brought back Darius Slay. So I'm happy about that. I, we have like the Philadelphia Eagles at the 10th pick in the draft. So they've two picks in the first round they have obviously i think the 31st and then the 10th pick where they got from someone else for a trade but um so i'm i'm not too worried about some of the players they lost i had they haven't been big big huge names Um, i think they're definitely going to use their both their picks on defense though Um, especially kind of maybe safety cornerback i say don't go with the 10th pick and then Maybe or you know maybe linebacker. I think they do have Hassan Reddick as well, so you, you don't really kind of you have that star linebacker. And um, so I do think they'll go defense in the draft. Uh, just looking. Oh, I oh my favorite one was the Bengals getting um, Orlando Brown. Oh my! Like when I saw that, I was like, Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going to say it, Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. They've got their they've got their tackle now. That should be the all, offensive line. Good. Now, I know they've probably lost a few players as well, but I genuinely think they've just got the piece that could make them win a Super
0: Bowl. The best part about this point of the year for me is there's so much uncertainty, but then there's so much movement. Like that first wave, the Monday, Tuesday, especially, Michaela sort of came through massively. And then it just, I'm not saying it died a bit, but it certainly has at the time we're recording. The second wave hasn't really hit. You know, on this Wednesday that we're recording, we're still waiting for, um, some news on Lamar Jackson if anything's going to happen there and obviously yeah. we don't know what's going to happen I mean we're presuming that, that Rogers is going to go uh, the Cowboys have made some interesting moves as well so it's like that, that NFC East is going to be really interesting to watch who's going to pick and, up
1: Elliot as well
0: well I think his days are done I think he'll get a low end RB2 deal somewhere and I, I just don't see him being a also well, he, like,
1: what's your opinion on cam newton showing at the auburn pro day i thought that was very funny (laughs)
0: um like for me like i I think cam has had his time i mean like Mm, i agree like i've seen cam newton i mean cam newton didn't show up in a super bowl but then at the end of the day like he was a hell of a player in those years this is the thing about like athletic quarterbacks. Like I remember watching Archie Flea just light up the league and then obviously he had his injury issues um, and, and watching Cam Newton down the years. I mean, I thought Cam was a good fit for the Patriots at the time. I don't think Mac Jones is the correct fit for the Patriots, but Bill Belichick's making uh, interesting moves in free agency, especially in the offense with Kosicki and Juju. Um, and who knows mm-hmm. by the time this podcast goes out, will they get DeAndre Hopkins? I, I just don't see how cam will come back in and accept a qb2 role i just i just don't see it but like who knows Um, trying to think has there been anything else this week that's been seismic you know it's it's hard
1: it's i just think it's kind of sad about cam newton that it's kind of like he's not one of those players anymore That when he gets released or when he you know walks away from a team he doesn't immediately get picked up or have options he's kind of had to had to resort to you know throwing at a college, his old college pro day to kind of get in front of the people is I think that's kind of sad I do think I don't maybe he'll be picked up you know as a as a backup but who knows if he wants to do that but you know even when he even returned to Carolina I think he had the great game or a good game against the, the the Cardinals you know and he scored like a touchdown a, a running touchdown but just kind of since then he's he's kind of dropped off again I, I think he's finished as well and I'll, we have to um not, not, not that it's seismic, but um, Baker Mayfield going to the Buccaneers.
0: Um, yeah, um, but even more so for me, the the Bucks. Uh, obviously, bringing a Baker, but they found ways to keep key players, and I think that's interesting. Um, I mean,
1: we just all know I'm a Baker Mayfield fan, so I'm very happy. Yeah, that but I just, I just,
0: I just don't see how, like, we've had, and like, not not just we, but like like the general discourse we've had the conversation about baker when he came back he went to la Um i thought the bucks may have drafted him. i mean they, they may still draft someone but I, I don't think they will at this point in terms of quarterback i it's his last last chance like I I mean, if so. talking about cam newton having a last chance as a qb too, i mean i think this is it for baker now but look it's it's a smart move for him and he, he's he he's done well to get to that position. It's it's interesting for the Bucs because even while you know they are in a sort of would you like you know, sort of say rebuild mode? I mean, like they, they've lost Tom Brady, they've bring in Baker Mayfield. Tom Brady wasn't the best player in the world at his position when he was retiring, but he was still an efficient player. Um they've lost Lenny, they've got Rashad White there at um running back, but I guess Baker will argue when you got Chris Godwin. Um, and Mike Evans still there on the wideouts. We've seen a lot of sort of players not go for the value that, that they're going for in this uh, free agency, especially at the, at the wide receiver position. So you know there have been some key retainments on both sides of the ball, but you know would I rate them in the top ten in the NFC in a in a in a poor NFC? No, not at the minute. So maybe that time will tell, and I'll, I'll have a different uh, a different viewpoint in a few weeks but um trying to think of the team that impressed me the most in free agency uh I don't I don't want to be biased I was impressed with the Broncos pickups just in terms of the amount of I'm money that they had
1: literally looking um, at you's picked up Mike McGlinchy,
0: McGlinchy, Ben Powers um and then obviously as well bringing in tight ends um I think I think McGlinchey Empires was was the main pickup, but then keeping Alex Singleton as well was massive for them. Um and now they they've also brought in Jared Stidham as well so it's it's, it's interesting. Mm. Uh, the, the the funny thing now is we we just don't really have like that's it. Like once this week's over and once the drafts over that's it until a ball is uh, thrown Drum. or kicked in some, in some such situ- situations. We were going to have a bit of crack today and um this is really interesting sure. right. Do, do you remember um when I can't remember if it was Munich or London, it was London because I had to go home and I missed this. Roger Goodell had a press conference and Neil Reynolds, the goat, was um, hosting. It. And I can't remember if Goodell brought this up by himself, but he was talking about like the the possibility of further expansion in the league, and then talking about different teams. Um, you know, like uh, maybe a, a European franchise. So. I think if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, we're gonna have a bit of crack very quickly here and be like, um, I'm gonna give my opinion if we're gonna have a European division at some point in the future where I think those cities should be. And I'm gonna be a bit controversial in this. Mm. And then you're gonna go with if the NFL was to Either expand to thirty six or to relocate teams. Even like you tell me, either way, I don't mind which cities um, in North America or, or wherever you think deserve a franchise, because I'd be interested yeah. to see this. Because it's funny because you watch um, you watch college football and you see certain teams that don't have an NFL team near them for f- f- hundreds of miles, mm. and yet you know obviously because you know they're the main team in that location, they're filling up stadiums. So I'd be interested to see your thoughts and your picks mm. um just see so go for it who've you got
1: who've we got so my first one i i think so my first if now i don't know these aren't i haven't done relocations i've just if they started fresh new teams like the carolina okay. panthers my first state that i would like to get a team is oregon portland
0: okay. Um
1: you know have you ever our, been to portland no but i have been the to the Pacific Northwest they've been to Seattle and I think the Pacific Northwest is such like an amazing and vibrant region that I think it would deserve another franchise and it'd be fun because automatically whoever if there was ever an Oregon team I do think they'd have to make it a state team like Arizona because Portland is so small it's only a city of 600,000 so they would have to kind of use the whole state but a lot of a lot of teams do that so it's not a big deal new england patriots literally use about six or five different states but um they would who if there was a team in oregon they'd automatically kind of have a rivalry with seattle because they'd be the only two pacific northwest teams um and then obviously you know they have the oregon ducks and they produce you know a bona fide superstar in justin herbert's um, you would know you know play
0: me? them in Vancouver as well? Like maybe have one one game a season in Vancouver, like a bit like what the Bills done in Canada as well, or would, is, is that me going over the top?
1: Um, no, it's definitely like possible. I think like if there was to be teams support supported by Canada, it'd probably be the closest to them. So it'd be Buffalo, and it's probably Seattle at the moment. So yeah, like hundred percent, they could play a game or two kind of in Canada. But I'm very. You see, when we were, when me and you were discussing this, I firmly wanted to do the U.S. cities and you didn't mind doing the European ones because I'm in the headspace that American football should stay in the North American region. I don't think there should be European um, cities and um, teams or expansions, just the logistics of it were so far away. And it's not, I think the whole, you know, love of american football for me is that it's kind of like an american cultural thing you know it's it, it, like i think it showcases america and their cities and stuff like that very well so i don't think it would translate as well if they had european um teams but you know i canada and mexico i think yeah maybe one day like i wouldn't mind that but definitely definitely not europe but yeah so i'm going with my first expansion team would be Oregon. Don't know what I'd call them, but you know they—they're not. um Oregon aren't strangers to having professional franchises. You know they got they got the Portland Trail and the NBA. You know it's probably the biggest sport after the NFL in America. So, you know I'd I'd love to see Oregon. I'd love to see got Oregon. A massive.
0: They got a massive soccer team as well, and I forgot the the uh,
1: Timbers. Is it the Portland Timbers? That's it.
0: They have like I think like an axe. I think, I think Seattle fans are gonna are gonna um just checking here in the happening in the league about why we're chatting, getting all these bloody tweets and auto report. Um, I think Seattle fans are gonna love you because I think they call like they call themselves Weed the North. So yeah, yeah. Like, I can see it. Who's your uh, second team out of interest?
1: My second team is um, Austin in Texas um I was trying to think of so a
0: fair team in Texas like in Texas I mean it's, it's a huge state to be fair
1: in fair like you think about it Florida has three teams kind of like why does Florida have three teams and Texas which is kind of like the unofficial home of football and it's so kind of like every football movie you watch there's something to do with Texas you know whether it's you know like Friday Night Lights or something like that you know it's Texas is famous for for football and i just think it's it's odd that a place like Texas and it's obviously you know one of the biggest it's probably is the biggest state by area and it's um you know all the population there compared to Florida It's just, it's basically, I just think Texas because if Florida can have three teams, then Texas can have three teams. And I think Austin because not only that, it's like if you were to say, who is the, like, what's the capital city of Texas? just being an NFL fan, I would assume it's Boston Oh, not Boston, yeah, Boston and Massachusetts. I would assume it's Dallas or Houston, but it's not, it's, it's Austin. And I like, I didn't know that until I was researching for this. And, you know, it's a big city, it's 900,000. And they obviously, they have the Texas Longhorns as well, which are kind of a very storied college team. Like they have a very historical, football kind of culture in in austin so i think austin would be a good place for for a um an expansion franchise
0: i like it bring it home who's your last two choices
1: last two choices Um i'm kind of torn i do definitely think another southern state should get um team just because you know i think when people think of america they do think of you know east coast west coast and the south so i think it's odd that some of the places in the south don't have teams like you know maybe kentucky or alabama so i'm a bit torn whether to give an expansion to either alabama or oklahoma and it's hard i'm gonna say It's, it's,
0: it's hard for both of them isn't it because they both got like and this is the thing like they both got Big college fund like supporting stuff, yeah. And... They
1: got the Sooners, and then Alabama is probably most famous, uh, kind of always winning national championships, always producing. Kind of okay. I'm going to change my mind. I did say Oklahoma, I'm going Bama now, just because like when I think of college football, I think of Bama. Like, Oklahoma or you know, they do produce some good players, you know, they had. You know, they'd Kyler Murray, they'd Baker Mayfield, they had a lot of people. And then, but, you know, when you think of Alabama, I think they definitely produce more players out of that college than the Sooners. And I don't, I like like I said, like you always think of the Crimson Tide. So I think like they're football crazy. And I definitely think a Southern state that doesn't have a team deserves and should get a team in the future. So I'm going to say Alabama. It'd have to be the whole state, though.
0: I think the Alabama and Auburn fans have definitely got something to say about that. But I I, I agree with you. I think if you can have football on Saturday, when I have a game on a Sunday as well. So I, mm. I I get it. Um, who's your last team? Um, or last city, sorry.
1: Kind of I like I said I wanted to stick to kind of if you were to look at the the map, kind of the middle or the west. I think you know the east kind of has enough teams and kind of up Michigan and Illinois. They obviously have their teams. Wisconsin. So I'm picking Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City and utah oh. yeah cuz i'm like those like you think about it like wyoming like idaho like north dakota south dakota all those kind of like states i don't think people could pick out on the map and kind of utah is is beside nevada so it's kind of out like out there and I think people would forget like it, it is a state and Salt Lake City is kind of conveniently placed between, it's obviously in Utah, but it looks to be like it's a good distance from Idaho and Wyoming.
0: It's hosted a Winter Olympics as well. Uh, it has, yeah, ago. it's
1: hosted a Winter Olympics and Salt Lake City is obviously, it's a big, like it's a decently sized city. And like I said, like it's, it's nicely between Idaho, Wyoming and Utah. So you could have the fans from the three States. Um, and then obviously like there, there's college football in Utah as well. So, you know, I, I, one thing I like about the NFL American football is that I learn about cities and States that I may not have taught about before. Like maybe, I don't know, like Seattle, San Diego, Oakland, you know, when those franchises were there, um, you know, even Dallas and stuff like that. And New England encompasses like a whole area. So, you know, I, the Patriots were very close to lo- moving to Connecticut. So I think when an, an NFL franchise or team is located or has a connection in the past to certain, you know, cities and states, you want to learn more about the city and the state. So I think somewhere around that region, like Utah, like Wyoming, I think they deserve a franchise.
0: Interesting. I think... um with the one on, I think I think I think all of them are, are really good answers. Like I mean, I think Portland and Utah, you could probably have them in the same division in terms of location. I think if you went to,
1: that's one Banner. of the reasons I I picked Utahs because it'd be it'd be kind of you could put them in the same division as uh, Portland or Oregon.
0: And then you have also the, you probably you probably have an issue with Austin. Um, and Alabama just because of you'd need to then switch different teams and divisions which has happened previously um, the, the Seahawks used to be in the AFC West for example years ago it's mad folks if you actually go back and read over some of the, the old setups but then also one thing that we haven't mentioned is if you had the, like one new team, never mind four probably two at the one time um, you would find that you'd have to have a, a special draft which would start really asking questions of your team and your support. And um, here, right, so you like I've went around like a de facto European division. I haven't went too far east. Uh, I took the research, not not just on like London games, for example, but like the European League of Football, which I think kicks off in like two weeks. Let's check that now. European League of Football. If you haven't checked it out, folks, check it out. It's really, really good. And know my look it, it like literally kicked out. Or kicked off weeks ago. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, no, it doesn't start. It starts in June. There you go. European League of Football, it's headhunted by Patrick Azumi in Germany, but it's unreal. And I think it's a damn shame that there isn't a team in London or Dublin. Um, hopefully that can happen in the future. So, um I've started off going with Germany. So, like I think the most controversial thing here is I'm only gonna give one one team to Germany. Um I think there was talk previously, like like this is what Goodell had said. I haven't got it on me or what, what he said right now, but he was like talking around um, having like a team of Frankfurt and a team in Munich or Berlin, for example. I think one's enough. I'm going to go Munich. Just, I mean, but like, look, you could pick any city in Germany. Um, Let's get the obvious one out of the way. London, I don't think anywhere else in the UK with suits. Um, and I don't think Dublin would be a big enough city to host an NFL team in any way, shape or form. I would actually... And I'll talk about this after, but I would ask or I would put serious asterisks on any of these cities to host to have an NFL team. I think you're better off having one team that travels around certain cities. I think it's too much to ask. Uh, Madrid, which I think is sketchy enough, but there's a massive fan base in Spain and I think it's definitely in regards to my last choice, the, the, the fan base in Spain is far bigger than that in France and I was really struggling as to like where I would put the fourth team, but I fought Paris because the NFL has got a footprint in Paris. I don't think that is realistic. I've, the one thing that I took from this was, I think we're a long way off something like this ever happening. I think like we're, we're talking two generations away, McHale. I just don't see this happening short term at all. Uh, you could maybe have one team, but I just don't see it being a thing. And, um, it's hard enough to have one team, never mind the fact that they're in Europe, in different countries. Um, if it was a division, how would it work? Because they'd obviously play each other twice a year, but then they play different teams. They had to go to the West Coast of the States. I just, I don't think it works. That being said, I want it to happen, but I just don't think it, I don't think it works. I would go back to your point or your teams, and I would say a city like Chicago, having a having a different team, would be more beneficial or there would be a better chance of it working. That being said, I think it would take years for people in Chicago to adopt another football team. But the Bears have been up poor recently that you never know. So I think Chicago and um, Chicago we,
1: has two baseball teams as well.
0: Mm, and we've the seen the clubs and the Sox. We've seen that um, LA hasn't really taken the two football teams. So it depends. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's my Munich, London, Madrid, Paris. I'll, I'll give you an A plus and give me like a see.
1: Yours is hard in fairness but I think you're picking good iconic locations in Europe that probably Americans would want to travel to to see a football game if there was a team
0: I think the best bet is if you have one team share between London and Germany that's your best bet mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that will happen because it's still it's two very different cultures um, but time will tell and like I know we both want it to happen so we'll see hear anything else you want to chat about before you just say before we, before we bounce or are you just content as an eagle i mean you sound very content as an eagles fan at the minute to be fair now you're, you're the most content eagles analyst I'll, I'll not say a fan because we're past that now but you're the most content eagles analyst or person i have spoken to in the last week i i've spoken to people that are near tears Michaela. so you seem very chill
1: i was only in near tears when I heard Darius Slayer was leaving and then two days later they extended him. I was like, this is great. And then obviously they kept Bradbury, which they picked up for nothing when the Giants released him, I believe, last year. Um, The only one I was a bit sad about is Miles Sanders. I did really like Miles. I thought he was was, um, kind of like, what's the word? He was nearly a guarantee to get a touchdown every game. Um, But, you know, the thing about running backs is that it's, it's sad to say, but they are kind of easily replaced. Um, I don't think guys like Chubb and stuff like that are. I think Chubb is one of the best in the leagues, and I still admire him from my Cleveland Brown days. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, was, I was sad about Sanders, but the fact that they kept two important defensive pieces, so I, I would say I'm overall unhappy.
0: Good. The Next time I talk to you, who knows who will have signed where? Uh, who knows got where Rodgers
1: will be. What's gonna happen with Zach the, Wilson?
0: I I mean, I mean, this is all hypothetical now because it's like, when's he gonna go? I personally think, and this is this is funny now because this will happen like Friday morning before this goes out. I think you'll see nothing until the draft. I think Mark Murphy will meet um Woody next week in Phoenix, and there'll be a bit of talk around it, but at the end of the day. You know, Rodgers is the one with all the power. Um, I I don't,
1: I don't know why know. he's picking the Jets.
0: I do. I mean, if you put a quarterback in there, they'll win the AFC East or they'll challenge for it. I mean, they were a hell of a good team, Barzak Wilson, last year. Like that game, was it the... What was the game before Christmas? Was it the Jags they played at MetLife? I may have that wrong. It was the Jags and the, the Titans. You. And if they had a half-decent quarterback there, they would have won that game by... They were, what, a game or two off the playoffs... Mm. he actually made the playoffs last year, and to bring in Rogers now, everybody's job is on the line. Wilson says he's going to make the make the next guy's life a living hell or a living misery. I look forward to seeing it. It's going to be good. Um, Michaela, what's your Twitter? Account? I, guess I can't forget. Is it at Michael underscore PFI? Yeah. At Michael
1: underscore PFI. Yeah.
0: At Michael underscore all these underscores NFL. Uh there's a competition starting on Saturday if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast you may be in with a chance of winning a draft cap of your choice so folks we appreciate your support hope you all have a great weekend we hope you have a great weekend as well you soon